We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packer fans welcome into the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl you can follow the podcast at pack a day podcast make sure to subscribe if you are not already appreciate you joining me today happy sunday happy father's day for all the fathers out there today's episode is going to be a hypothetical which some of you just do not like and i apologize for that in advance but let me just tell you it is what june 19th And between now and July 27th, when training camp kicks off, there's going to be a little bit of a lack of news you would expect. Uh, This is sort of the dead period of the NFL season. Also, it is a Sunday in the deep off season. Also, it is Father's Day. So this is probably not going to be the most listened to episode of all time. So I figured this was an opportunity just to do something a little bit of fun. If this is not your cup of tea, I apologize. I promise I will be right back here tomorrow with a bit more of a realistic, serious conversation as I always am. Uh, But in the meantime, let's have just a little bit of fun today. And I wanted to go over the hypothetical and the idea of what would have happened had Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, trade me to Denver. I want to go to the Broncos because listen, we spent a lot of time you know, sort of going through the different scenarios prior to Aaron Rodgers making his decision. It always seemed like the clear destination would have been Denver if he wanted to go in a different direction to go play with Nathaniel Hackett, to go closer to the West Coast. And that just seemed like the destination. And this isn't totally out of the realm of possibility, right? Because A, we know Rodgers was at least contemplating this. B, it always seemed at some point like it was either going to be both Devante and Aaron in Green Bay or both Devante and Aaron out of Green Bay. Maybe not in the same spot, clearly, but in different spots. It just never really felt like one or the other would be in Green Bay and the other would be shipped off somewhere. So we did get one of the very you know unexpected scenarios that Rodgers is actually in Green Bay and Adams is with the Raiders. 
it wouldn't have been crazy at all if once Rodgers sort of got word that Adams was unhappy and or at least wanted to go play with the Raiders that, you know, he would have been like, you know what, this just seems like it's the right time for the right reasons. Adams is going to go to the Raiders. I'm going to go to the Broncos and Green Bay can start fresh with a bunch of draft picks. Jordan Love can get his opportunity. It, it would not have been that crazy at all, right? If Aaron Rodgers made that decision. And you might be thinking, okay, Andy, but the Broncos made the deal for Russell Wilson. And clearly, if you had the choice between a much younger Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, who's consistently contemplating retirement year in, year out, you would have to choose Russell Wilson, right? I would have said that very much so as well. But Ben Albright, who is more connected with the Broncos than anyone and is consistently ahead of all of those things, specifically with the Broncos, uh, reported that once Rodgers was staying, the Broncos pivoted to Russell Wilson at that time and even doubled down on it again and said the Broncos were all in on Rodgers and Russell Wilson was their plan B. And to some extent, this makes you know at least some sense, right? That Nathaniel Hackett had that connection and you wouldn't have to start this new relationship and Rodgers would already know a huge chunk of what I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett is going to put into his offense in Denver. So I can understand that. If it's me personally, I'm going to go with the younger quarterback and the one that's not consistently contemplating retirement. I know Wilson hasn't been as good as Rodgers specifically lately, but I, I would still probably lean in that direction. But again, I, I very, very, very much trust Ben Albright in this situation that uh, they were all in on Rodgers and Wilson was their plan B. So that that's that, that if, if Rodgers would have said, I want to go to Denver, Green Bay probably would have shipped him to Denver and likely would have got a very similar return to what the the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson. And we know what that was, right? It was Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, the ninth overall pick, a 200 or 2023 first round pick, the 40th overall pick this year, and then a 2023 second round pick. So that is exactly what the Seahawks got in exchange for Russell Wilson. Now, maybe, you know, the Broncos would have fought and said, listen, we don't know if Rodgers is going to play long enough, so we want some contingencies in here. But if they were all in on Rodgers and that's the direction they wanted to go in, it's likely that that is, you know, ultimately what they would have traded to Green Bay as well had Green Bay kept pushing. Now, before we get to some of the nuances of that trade, one of the things, one of the hypotheticals that I really want to dig into here is, what if, what if once Rogers said, I want to go to the Broncos, what if the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett mentions to Matt LaFleur, hey, just as a heads up, we had a deal in place with the Seahawks if things didn't go well with Rogers, and we were going to trade them the same thing that we were going to trade you for Russell Wilson. If you're Brian Gutekunst in the Packers, you have to call the Seahawks and say, hey, can we work out some sort of three-team trade here where Rodgers goes and plays with the Broncos. The uh, the Seahawks get all of the picks that they got in the Russell Wilson trade, and the Packers get Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson has his flaws, etc. He's not perfect, but if you're looking at potential options for the Packers, whether that be going with Jordan Love, going for other veteran quarterbacks that might have been available, clearly clearly, clearly, Russell Wilson was the next best option. And if if you already know what it's going to take to get him, and the, the Broncos are offering you that exact compensation for Aaron Rodgers, 
I just don't know how you don't at least call Seattle and say, hey, we're interested. Now, Seattle might have said, there's no way we're trading Russell Wilson in the NFC. We're not trading him to the Green Bay Packers. I would argue that if I were Brian Gutekinds and the Packers, I would say, how does it change things? Aaron Rodgers is going now out of the division. So you're still down one you know, MVP caliber quarterback going from the NFC to the AFC with Rodgers going west. And yes, Wilson is now a Packer, but had it not been for this entire trade, Rodgers would have been a Packer. So does it change the calculus all that much? Now, again, Seattle might come back and say, yeah, but we're expecting to be a playoff team again in three years when Rodgers is retired. And meanwhile, in that three years, Russell Wilson's still going to be playing well in Green Bay. So that just doesn't do it for us. We would rather ship him to an AFC team and make you go and try to do something else. So in this scenario, I'm going to say that Seattle puts the kibosh on it and does not you know, allow Russell Wilson to play in the NFC and allow it to play for the Packers. But that would have been the really interesting hypothetical, right? Because I think everything else this offseason remains the same. I think you do all of the same moves. I think you do all the same draft picks. You're literally just pivoting the quarterback. Rodgers goes to the Broncos. Adams still goes to the Raiders. You have all of your exact same draft picks. But instead of Aaron Rodgers, you have Russell Wilson. And there would have been some potential cap gymnastics that you would have had to have taken care of to you know, take on some of the dead cap with Aaron Rodgers' contract and then bring in Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson's contract is not that exorbitant when you look at it based on how you know the, the, the contract coming over from when he was traded. So I actually think that it is a very feasible trade. So that would have been number one. Again, I'm going to say that it doesn't happen because I don't think Seattle does it, but it's at least very interesting. So Russell Wilson trade does not happen. All right, then what does Green Bay get in this trade? So what I would say is I don't think Green Bay wants to take on salary cap here. So I want to take Shelby Harris out of this deal. I also think because they already have a younger quarterback in Jordan Love and are probably wanting to pursue a veteran quarterback, they're going to say no to Drew Locke, in which case I think they're going to take out the 2022 fifth that they got and they're going to take out the 2022 fourth that the Seahawks had to give up. Just kind of put that all away, take Shelby Harris away, take Drew Locke away. I think what you ultimately end up with here is Noah Fant, two firsts and two second round picks for Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think they would have had any interest in Shelby Harris's contract. And I don't think they would have interest in Drew Locke. I think then you take out a couple of those picks that they swap back and forth and you ultimately get Noah Fant two firsts and two seconds. I think that's what would have been the the, the trade here had the, the Packers and Broncos worked out a deal. Don't know that for sure. It could have been different. Maybe the, the trade chips again were different between Rodgers and Wilson, but for this exercise, we're going to say that's what it was. Noah Fant, two firsts, two seconds, including the ninth overall pick and the 40th overall pick in this past season's draft or this, this most recent draft. All right. The first thing I will say here is let's say they did go in that direction. I do not believe that Green Bay would have had any interest whatsoever in one of the rookie quarterbacks in the beginning of the draft. I don't think they would have taken somebody super early. I just don't think the quarterback was right. And I think Green Bay probably would have viewed Jordan Love as the better long-term, higher potential play than potentially anyone in this past year's draft. 
So I think they would have felt like we already have our young developmental quarterback. We want to add a veteran quarterback to this group. And I'm not saying they maybe wouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, something like that in this scenario, especially knowing that they were going to get a veteran uh, quarterback back that wasn't Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think they would have gone aggressive and drafted a rookie quarterback very early in this draft. Once they move on from Rodgers, then there's, a, there's, there's two clear quarterbacks that make a lot of sense for Green Bay to potentially go after here. The first would have been Matt Ryan. Remember, Matt Ryan has that connection with Matt LaFleur. You probably feel fairly good that he can come in and run this Matt LaFleur offense. Matt, or Matt Ryan had his best uh, season when he was running that Kyle Shanahan offense and Matt LaFleur was there. And you got to f- believe that you know, you'd be able to get a veteran quarterback. You'd have this really strong defense still. Uh, you would be able to surround him with a you know good running attack, etc. And again, now you have Noah Fant. You've got the ninth and 40th overall pick plus all your other pick. Like it just seems like that would be a logical trade. So how would that have come to fruition? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. If you remember, the Falcons were trying to really do solid to Matt Ryan and let him go where he wanted to go. And he said he wanted to go to the Colts and they took a third round pick in exchange. Even though it sounds like they could have gotten more from other teams, they said, we'll send you to the Colts, we'll take the third round pick and you're good to go. So a couple things would have had to have happened here. A, the Falcons would have had to have been okay with trading Matt Ryan into the NFC. If they were just focused on Matt Ryan going to the team that he wanted to, maybe they would have, but maybe they would have taxed Green Bay a little bit more because he was in the NFC. 
They certainly would have needed to do more than a third round pick because the Colts third round pick was better. Uh, the other thing is Matt Ryan would have needed to choose Green Bay over Indianapolis. There's a couple difficult things to say here because I can very clearly believe that maybe Matt Ryan just wanted to stay indoors. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. And him being in an indoor stadium and playing in a dome probably fit him a little bit better playing in the AFC South where the road games are in warmer climates, probably would have fit him a bit better. On the flip side, you can make an argument that Green Bay is the better team, though without Rodgers, that's maybe questionable. And, you know, of course, Matt Ryan's not going to think that way. He's going to think that he's going to be able to come in and run the offense very successfully. Uh, But, uh, you know, does he want to play with Matt LaFleur again? Does he want to play within that offense? You could argue that maybe he would have. But I think that's the first place that Green Bay calls, right? I, I just, that seems to be a very logical conclusion. You get Matt Ryan probably for two years based on his contract. And then you again have the option to move to Jordan Love after that. I, I think that's a very solid direction that they could have gone in. I think the other phone call they probably would have made had Matt Ryan not worked out would potentially be Jimmy Garoppolo. Once again, you're dealing with an NFC team like the 49ers that might say, you just traded away Rodgers. We don't have to worry about you anymore. Why are we going to give you Jimmy Garoppolo and now all of a sudden be competing uh, in the NFC again? You're going to have to go find your quarterback elsewhere. The reason I don't potentially think that that may have been as, as big of an issue is a, the, the 49ers seem very ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and, the, and un, really under the belief that he can't be the guy to lead a team to a Super Bowl. And if that's the way that the 49ers felt, you might be like, yeah, you can have him. He's not going to lead you to a Super Bowl anyway. Uh, the other thing is they just don't have any other options for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like there's nobody else that's trading for him. At this point, they basically have to hope and wait that somebody gets hurt around the league and needs a starting quarterback. And even then, there's still Baker Mayfield that's available there too. So the other team may prefer a Baker Mayfield more than a Jimmy Garoppolo, tough to say. But I think Green Bay would have at least called, I think San Francisco would have had to really entertain this idea of trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the Packers. I think the Matt Ryan trade is a, you know, sort of sets the bar here. I think a third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo probably would have been uh, sufficient. So what we're going to say here is that if either Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo were traded to Green Bay, that it would have taken that third round pick, which they had used on Sean Ryan. And then probably if it was Matt Ryan, probably some future pick tagged on alongside of that, maybe some sort of contingent pick if they win a Super Bowl or something like that. So we're just going to take away Green Bay's Sean Ryan pick in that scenario. More on that in just a moment. The other options had Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo not worked out or had the Falcons and 49ers both said, nope, sorry, we're not trading them in the NFC. Other options would have been Baker Mayfield with the Browns. That's still a mess. I don't see that being a perfect fit, but he would have been the next best available quarterback and Green Bay might just have said, all right, we'll give it a shot for a year. If it doesn't work, he's a free agent. He can walk next year. No big deal. No harm, no foul. And we'll go to Jordan Love later. That could have been an option. Marcus Mariota, who had the connection with Matt LaFleur in Tennessee, that could have been an option, as could have Mitch Trubisky. So those probably would have been the next steps, or they clearly could have just gone with Jordan Love as well. So Russell Wilson, if if that somehow trade had worked, you basically end up with the exact same team you had today in Green Bay, in my opinion, just Russell Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers, had you ended up with Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan, you lose that third round pick. But remember, in comes the ninth overall pick, the 40th overall pick, a first and second round pick next year, as well as Noah Fant. 
All right, so those are interesting. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Or they could have gone maybe with a Mayfield, a Mariota, a Trubisky, someone else, and probably kept you know more of those picks as well. As you know, clearly if they signed either a Trubisky or Mariota in free agency, they wouldn't have to give anything up. Mayfield, I'm not sure what he even would cost at this point, but uh, probably was not going to be anything exorbitant. Probably would have been less than the third round pick. All right, so let's just say, for the sake of saying it that they get either Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan for that third round pick, maybe plus a future uh, pick in there as well, some sort of contingent pick. In that scenario, they would have ended up with the ninth overall pick. And remember, they're still doing the Devontae Adams deal. So the ninth overall pick, the 22nd pick, the 28th pick, the 40th pick, the 53rd, the 59th, no 92 because they traded that away. And then 132, 140, 179, 228, 234, 249, and 258. They would have had a ton of draft capital. Now, clearly with that many picks, Green Bay probably would have maneuvered a bit more, maybe moved some picks up. But what we're going to say is all the picks rounds fifth through seventh would have remained the same in those scenarios. So Zach, Tom, Enigbare, Carpenter, Ford, Walker, Toure, et cetera. We're going to say all of those remain the same. So we're going to talk about picks 9, 22, 28, 40, 53, 59, and 132, and what Green Bay could have potentially done with that sort of draft capital. Again, I don't think they would have been looking for an early rookie quarterback. I just don't think Kenny Pickett or some of the other, you know, what what ended up being third round picks would have been their exact cup of tea. I think they just would have trusted Jordan Love in that, that sort of developmental role more than any of the rookies in this class. So at pick nine, I think Green Bay would have probably gone with one of the top rookie wide receivers. So a Garrett Wilson, a Chris Olave, or a Jamison Williams. Pick your poison. Very tough to say what you know what they would have done. I tend to believe Garrett Wilson, maybe Jamison Williams. I think Olave would have been third here, but any of them could have very much been in the conversation. Maybe they go with a Charles Cross at offensive tackle, plug and play him at right tackle so Jenkins can still be that move piece. It gives you a little bit more insurance should Bakhtiari have injury issues. So maybe they could have gone in that direction, but I'm going to say they would have went with one of the top wide receivers and either Wilson Olave or Jamison Williams would have been the pick at nine. I'm going to say Quay Walker still would have been the pick at 22. No reason to change things up there. Devontae Wyatt at pick 28. I'm going to say either Boye Mafe or David Ajabo, one of the you know premier edge rushers. I know Ajabo was hurt, but one of the premier edge rushers that have all the athletic traits. We know Mafe was a little bit older, but it didn't stop them from drafting Devontae Wyatt. So I'm going to go Boye Mafe here. At 53, and I know I said this a ton pre-draft, but Alec Pierce just made so much sense. We know that they ultimately drafted three receivers, so they were very interested in wide receivers in this draft. I know they already got Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or Jameson Williams in this scenario, but I'm still going Alec Pierce at 53. I'm going to say they take either Abraham Lucas or Bernard uh, Raymond as, uh, or excuse me, Bernhard Raymond as one of the offensive tackles at pick 59. And then instead of Romeo Dobbs, because at that point they had already selected Alec Pierce, as well as either, again, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, or Jamison Williams, I'm going to say that they actually take Sam Howell in that position, that they just grab another developmental quarterback. They've got a Matt Ryan or a Jimmy Garoppolo now. You still have you know, Jordan Love, but now you get like one more lottery ticket and Sam Howell just would have been too good to pass up at that point in the draft for Green Bay, in my opinion. So how does that overall shake out? The quarterback out is Aaron Rodgers. In is either Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you get Sam Howell in the what late fourth round of the draft. 
At wide receiver, Garrett Wilson is in. Alec Pierce is in. Out are Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. At tight end, Noah Fant is in. At offensive tackle or offensive line, you either get Bernhard Raymond or Abraham Lucas. Sean Ryan is out in this scenario. And then you also bring in uh, Boye Mafe as an edge rusher to add to that group. And then you still have a first and second round pick in next year's draft as well to play with. That would be part of this entire package as well. So overall, again, there's all the different scenarios here, but let's say they go with the Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo scenario. In comes either Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Howell, one of the top three wide receivers, pick your poison, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, or Jameson Williams, Alec Pierce, Noah Fant, either Abraham Lucas or Bernhard Raymond, Boye Mafe, and then the first and second round picks next year. Out, Aaron Rodgers, Sean Ryan, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson. So how does this ultimately shake out? Very difficult to say that Green Bay would be in a better situation, even if they got you know, even if they got a Russell Wilson, it would be maybe a better long-term, but Wilson hasn't been quite as good. Interesting to see how he would fit in in Matt LaFleur's offense. That would have been the best case scenario here. But again, difficult to say if Seattle would have done that. If they go with Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, maybe they're still competitive, right? And they definitely add some really interesting pieces. This would have been a fun overall team. They definitely, in my opinion, would have been very competitive, but difficult to say that they'd be better. You know, clearly Aaron Rodgers is going to be a step above and he's clearly better than the quarterbacks that you get in this scenario. Yeah, you get one of the top receivers in an Alec Pierce, but you lose Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs who, you know, early reports have been pretty solid with both of those guys. So do you really get that big of an increase? Like all four of them are still ultimately question marks, right? You just don't know what you're going to get. Tight end, you get Noah Fant, which is great, but it's not like a difference maker. Offensive lineman, out is Sean Ryan, in is Abraham Lucas or Bernhard Raymond. Not sure that that's that much of an upgrade. Boye Mafe's in. That would give you a nice piece as a potential third edge rusher. That's tough to say no to that. And you still have a first and second round pick next year. But if wide receiver, you know, doesn't in that offensive tackle don't do, you know, a, a ton for you based on what you're giving up in Ryan and Watson and Dobbs, then you're basically trading Rodgers in this scenario for, well, let's just say Matt Ryan and then, you know, what, Sam Howell, Noah Fant, Boye Mafe in a first and a second. In that scenario, I think I'd rather you know just have Aaron Rodgers in that situation. So I think Green Bay did well to be able to hang on to Rodgers, and clearly that was probably mostly Rodgers' decision, but I think it ended up working out for Green Bay. It clearly worked out for Denver and what they were able to get in Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens in Seattle. I think they got a, a fairly nice haul, but I still think Denver won that trade. Uh, but overall, I think there would have been some interesting scenarios had had Green Bay ultimately gone in this direction. I'm going to say they ended up with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I just don't know that that Matt Ryan would have ended in Green Bay. I think he maybe still would have chosen the Colts. Tough to say either way, but I say Green Bay ends up with Jimmy Garoppolo and then all you know at least some version of the picks that we just talked about. So just a fun hypothetical on this Father's Day. I appreciate you joining me today. I will be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode that will not be a hypothetical, I promise you. But until next time, and as always, go Paco.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.